Hey everyone, Benjamin Block here, and welcome into another episode of Block's Corner. In another effort to sort of revisit some of the articles that I've written in the past, I stumbled across this piece that I did for Playboy. It was about a year ago, and Amir Khan was fighting Terrence Crawford. It was a big fight that came to Madison Square Garden. I was able to secure an exclusive interview with Amir Khan. Shortly after sitting down and speaking with him, the conversation had shifted from what we were there to obviously talk about the impending fight to a much bigger issue in his mind. And what was also interesting as I was reading through it, and I'll soon bring you the audio version, some of the things that he says almost end up as a bit of a weird foreshadowing of what was to come. Just to give you a quick recap, Amir Khan ends up quitting in the middle of the fight. He receives a low blow, essentially. And when that happens in boxing, you're allowed to accept a five-minute break, I think it is, and he communicated to his trainer that he didn't even want to do that, which was quickly perceived by all the fans and the other fighter and everybody involved in the building there that he was essentially quitting. So the reason I say that is because the day before when he and I were having a conversation, he was talking about how being a practicing Muslim, it teaches you to be respectful and humble even when people are talking badly about you and it's just interesting now that I'm reading it back that he said that less than 24 hours before a lot of bad stuff was being hurled his way but enough talking I now bring to you the audio version and of course you can read along uh, the article itself which is posted up on Playboy I hope you enjoy Amir Khan triumphs over pride and prejudice. The boxer tells Playboy why his toughest fight is the one he faces outside of the ring. For British-Pakistani prize fighter Amir Khan, no opponent will ever rival the discrimination he's faced in simply getting to a fighting venue. It's just a shame where when we travel, people always think that, oh, you're Muslim, you're a terrorist, you're bad, you're this, you're that. A small, minute percentage is spoiling us. Spoiling for us all. The 32-year-old Khan is in New York and set to challenge one of boxing's pound-for-pound kings, regardless of weight class, Terence Crawford, for his WBO welterweight title Saturday night inside Madison Square Garden. It's Wednesday afternoon, and one of Britain's youngest ever champions is sitting comfortably in an aisle seat in section 118 of the world's most famous arena, walled off by six handlers, each of one doubling as security detail on high alert. Khan is wearing a jet black suit over a canary yellow mock turtleneck. The suit matches his closely cropped black hair and beard, strongly complementing his dark eyes. Having just spent nearly an hour on a dais alongside his trainer, Virgil Hunter, Top Rank's founder and Hall of Fame boxing promoter, Bob Arum, and Crawford and his trainer, Brian McIntyre, selling intrigue and promises to legions of fans, Khan reveals to Playboy a struggle in his life far bigger than boxing. The biggest fight has been out of the ring and I've dealt with it well. Whereas in the ring, is uh, second nature for me. He's looking out onto the garden floor, which has yet to be outfitted with the boxing ring that he'll fight in, as workers methodically ready the arena. When Khan says outside of the ring, 
He's not talking about the surgery that he had on his broken right hand immediately following the devastating knockout loss he suffered to Canelo Alvarez in May 2016. Nor is he talking about the marital rockiness that he and his wife, Faryal Maktoum, have weathered, which featured a contentious 2017 Twitter feud between them during his nearly two-year layoff from boxing. No, Khan's fight outside of the ring is about the prejudice he's received for being Muslim. With all that's going through, terrorism, uh, we being pointed as terrorists, it's not us. Look at all the good Muslims that are doing around the world. Why can't people follow their footsteps? Khan identifies as British Pakistani because, as he says, Britain gave him everything and put him on the map. But his parents are Pakistani, so he wants to respect that as well. As Khan's professional boxing career began in 2005, so did the rise of ISIS, which traces back to 2004, and he recalls how his frustrations would easily boil over, especially given his fighting schedule all over the world. I'm coming here, I'm employing so many people, helping people make good money, but at the same time, getting in trouble. I'm getting pulled over to a side for hours after a long journey, and I'm doing positive things, giving America a good name as well as myself, you know, and other Muslims. Like his heralded hand speed, Khan speaks quickly, efficiently, and with conviction. His focus, which has often been questioned when he's in the ring, is unwavering in this conversation, as hordes of media try to breach Khan's wall of security and are turned away. In 2009, the proud Bolton, UK-born athlete, publicly suggested that things would be different had he been white. This was a long time ago, but you know, I don't think so. I think so. I think I've been treated well. Helping shape this realization was a 2015 interaction he had with Hillary Clinton, which brings a smile to his face as he recounts it. I was quite lucky I met Hillary Clinton in Washington at some event. I told her the situation I'm going through and I always get problems at the airport and stuff. And she said to me, I'll make sure this problem is gone. And really? it went, because it did. Still, as he points out that it never goes away, Khan has not let discrimination mold him, something he attributes to a much higher power. I just keep my feet on the ground and I never let it get to me and I just prove them wrong with my uh, good things I do in life. It makes me do more good things because I have a good name out there for Muslims. And as one of the biggest British Pakistani names in the world, Khan has leveraged his celebrity to focus his charitable efforts on the youth and less fortunate, endearing himself as a role model to millions. My religion taught me to be good like this. Well, being a Muslim it teaches you to be respectful, be humble, and even when people talk bad about you, as a smile. And if religion has taught him those invaluable traits, then boxing has certainly helped provide purpose for Khan, who is potentially at risk of heading down a destructive path in his younger years. I started like boxing when I was eight. I was very hyperactive, full of energy. So I used to always fight in school, and, I, and so my dad took me to a boxing club to divert that energy into something positive, and since then, I'm, I'm let me look back. He adds about the sport. Cheer my life, man. His 33 wins, 22 by way of knockout, and four losses are a testament to that. As Khan looks to secure his 34th victory, and perhaps his last, a vulnerability of his, according to CompuBox, the official punch stat tracker for boxing, is that opponents have landed 36.6% off their power punches, making him susceptible to a knockout. But because of what he's endured and experienced in and out of the ring, Khan is unafraid of Crawford, or what any numbers say he can or can't do. Just take it as it comes, enjoy every minute of it.
All right, well, that was the article. I really hope that you did enjoy that. And I hope to go back into more past articles that I've written and convert them into audio articles for you to enjoy. So until next time, this has been Benjamin Block, and you've been listening to Block's Morning.